Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. And I'm Marin Kennedy. Hello, Marin. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute. It's another way to say that. Today we're talking about Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Minute 35. Minute 35 opens with the last uh, words of Yupa saying, we must survive and await our chance. And and then shortly after that, Kurotawa recovers from uh, his fight with Nausicaa. And then it ends with you wench. The, village, the village disarmed and sitting in the village street. I guess they don't really have a square. No. They're just kind of sitting in the street yeah. next to the bridge. Yeah, so Kurotawa pulls his gun on Nausicaa. You winch. Oh, God. Kono musume. Right? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. And Kushana tells him to skip it. Just stop. Stop. <laughs> and he shrugs it off. He's like, oh. Okay. No. Trying oh, to ruin okay. my fun, dude. He, yeah. uh, we'll see that a lot from this guy. He's yeah. the kind of guy that doesn't, he's willing to let things go. Oh, yeah. you don't want me to? Okay, fine. Uh, I didn't need to do that anyway. Yeah. I don't care. I'm, I'm fine he, without that. Yeah. He also... He's also the type of character that kind of wants to control everything. I feel like we see him defy or like be like, oh, Kushana's not here anymore. I'm in charge now. Ha 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 ha. He does. Yeah. He likes to test the boundaries. I mean, he's like a little kid in that yeah. he's, he needs somebody to put those boundaries in for him. Mm-hmm. Like he'll mm-hmm. test the boundaries. But when you say no, you're not allowed to do that. I was like, oh, okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thanks for reminding me. I just needed that structure for you. Yeah. I need you to give me that structure. Right. Yeah. Which so we see that uh, we see that immediately. We see that mm-hmm. right here. Yeah. Okay. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed two things about Kurotawa. He uh, he has a very wispy mustache. Yeah. And yeah. I I was comparing and contrasting that to the Mito and uh, and Yupa who have the very full bushy mustaches, and I, yeah. I think that is kind of like I see that as like oh the bushy mustache. I like that guy with like the wispy kind of bad looking mustache. I'm yeah. like, oh, this guy's kind of, I don't, I don't like him as much. Yeah. The full, I don't trust him as much. The full mustache, they know their place. They know their yeah. place in the world and they're comfortable in it. And the wispy mustache, he's. You're trying. Yeah. Yeah. He's figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. He wants to see what Represents else is possible. Yeah. Yeah. His, his wispiness as a character. Yeah. yeah. And when Kurotoa talks, we see a, like one of his soldiers like on the bed, just like impaled with a sword. Right in their chest, and it's very oh yeah, really brutal. He's oh yeah, and he just kind of waves it off, and he's like, "Oh man, look at this mess." <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, wow, she killed all of these guys. And he's not, he's not like, A like mess. comrades. He's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to find new people now. Yeah, he's uh, I guess in the movie here, but also in the. In the manga, again, he mm-hmm. and Kushana are really, really interesting characters. Yeah. They're a little bit more fleshed out. And he's presented as a a veteran, like a really hardcore veteran. Like he earns, he's like newly assigned to Kushana's kind of division, mm-hmm. to her commands. But he, the soldiers in her division are really loyal to her because there's a bunch of it, internal politics within the Tolmecian Empire. Yeah. Like, she's a mm. princess, and she has at least two other brothers, maybe three, that they're all kind of maneuvering for power, mm-hmm. and she's, like, the kind of the lowest on that totem pole. 
and uh. kind of she sees herself as the most loyal to her father where these the, her her brothers are kind of oh, conspiring yeah. to take away power so part of uh, part of in the manga is like she's given this kind of uh, command of this expedition like far away expedition to kind of get her out of the way and so she has to she's investigating she's kind of testing Kurotawa's motives because he was yeah. just newly assigned so she she doesn't know if he's loyal to her brothers, her brothers or, her. or what kind of game he's yeah. playing or if he's playing his own game and so her soldiers are very as I mentioned loyal to her and they don't you know, they have the same questions, but he kind of proves himself as somebody who has been through at least as worse, at least as much fighting as they have, yeah. and, and is kind of a, a true veteran. And I think that's that's part of why he's able to kind of shrug things off. So okay, well, you know, uh, I can let go of that because he's he's seen so much in the fighting that he's done. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. a very he's very interesting. He's one of my favorite characters, both yeah, here and in the in the manga. He's great. Yeah. I also yeah, noticed. So I also noticed his three-barrel gun, his pistol. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Another cool design. Do you think they all fire it at the same time, or do you think it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a double-barrel shotgun where you could do both? Or I, one? I would think like that. So it's it's like three chambers. I guess I I don't know anything about guns. Yeah, I mean I that makes more <laughs> sense than firing three bullets at once. Wouldn't really be necessary. And again, Unless, like, you're against armor or something like that. Maybe oh, three maybe. bullets. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's three different types of shells. Where he that, too. Yeah, he could have different uses, like they, we talked about with the, the ones they, the, the, val- what, are, what are they called? Val- the people in the valley? Uh, what do they call? We've, t- I, I don't, the yeah. subtitles calls them villagers, which I guess Just is okay. Villagers, yeah. Yeah. They don't have like the, Tol- like the Tolmikians, they don't have like. They don't have a name. Yeah, the, their nation doesn't have a name. They're just the yeah. valley They're of the wind. They're just the valley. Yeah. Just the, the wind people. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've I've I've, I've struggled with what to call them. <laughs> yeah, and then we hear uh, Kushana. So somebody told, "Hey, that's Yupa in the last minute." So Kushana's yeah. names gives his last name. I thought that was his only in the manga when I brought it up earlier, but yeah, Yupa Miralda. Yupa Miralda. Mm-hmm. So his he's titled the greatest swordsman in yes. this. She qualifies it though in this region. Oh, <laughs> back in the Tolmekian capital. Ah, uh, you know, you, different we, story. Yeah, we have all kinds of dueling schools and so forth. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I'm the best. But yeah, <laughs> wait till you get to my dojo. <laughs> they wish to talk. Is what she says. Yeah, we won't get into that later. I guess. Tato growls from his hole in the wall. He's just saying. Yeah, he's a ni- he has a nice little perch there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little alcove. He's moved aside the prophecies that were there. You all right, Diego? My voice is a little. My throat is a little out of it this morning, but that's okay. And then I guess Nausicaa faints. Yeah, and uh, and Yupa catches her, right? Yeah, that's right. I was thinking originally, like, she's fainting, like, oh, that's such, like, a, you know, she's if we wanted to be, like, this badass fighter, why, do, why does she faint? But I, th- I think, now I'm thinking about it, I think she, maybe she faints because she was overwhelmed by her, like, her rage. Yeah, yeah. she's so exhausted. She's just sort of coming down from that. And yeah. Kind of, like, so now I'm, now I'm okay with it, I think. Yeah. I, I approve. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think she's approval. yeah, she's kind of overwhelmed by what she she realizes that she's capable of, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then we see the Tolmekian flag. Yeah. It looks very aggressive. Yes. It's got kind of like a Nordic kind of like a Viking ship. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah I was I I was wondering if is that like a a two-headed snake? I and mean, for some reason I was thinking like it could be a dragon, but there aren't any it doesn't have wings. No. True. It's a worm. 
It's a yeah, worm. Yeah, that's what worm, I was thinking. Worm with a with a U. I, I was gonna I was gonna go for the Y. <laughs> oh, that yeah. That w Y R A. Worm. 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 Yeah, it's weird. I didn't check if this matches like the colors, like on the crest. We saw like a crest on the front of one of the ships earlier. But I don't know if these mm-hmm. are like red, w- yellow, and black are the colors. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, all the the guns piled in the center of the the bridge. No, we don't see like all of the spears that they were using when they were cleaning up the wreckage. Yeah, we don't see like the flamethrowers. That's true as or... well. So, so I guess this is just the first pass at collecting the weapons. Mm. Yeah. Haven't gotten all of them yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. This pile is going to grow. And then we see like the the people sitting, of course, the people in the front. Are the old men. With the beards. And Mito. Beards in the front. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all you have? Yep. So. Did we, did we go over the reveal of Kushana? No. She doesn't really reveal herself. She just kind of. Yeah. We hear her. We she, hear her. She speak. lifts her. You see her face. Right? Yeah. True. Yeah. So she. Oh, I guess that's so. I don't know if this counts as jewelry. I guess like beads shaped like a like a raindrop like a teardrop yeah. bead is this that is f- hanging from her armor or is that kind of like uh from like a circlet around her head or well, something yeah we see it in the circlet oh we do yeah we later do. like we see like a she was wearing like a tiara or something yeah in like a tiara kuratoa has one too yeah he has like a, a line going over his head and a jewel oh yeah, you're right he does so this is like a tolmecian thing yeah it must be i guess Oh, I didn't notice that. With tor- oh, yeah. yeah. He has, it's like a three, it's like a little harness or something. It's weird. Yeah. Huh. That's a cool design, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, I I talked a little bit about uh, her character in the manga and kind of her position. She's, mm-hmm. She becomes much more sympathetic in the, in the manga, like over the course of the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not really given the chance to do that in this story. Yeah, not much. I still love her, though. She's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll hear some of her philosophy like in the in the next minute, but yeah, yeah. she's she's seen as the villain. She's air quotes. Yeah, she's air in quotes. the story, this but she's wearing white, and I like I like that. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that. And gold, like, right? And gold, so, so like very this. like noble looking. Yeah, colors and uh, yeah. Her, her armor and cloak. I mean, it fits in this this. It's one of the tropes of. Uh, Miyazaki's movies is the warrior woman who is not the enemy of the uh, yeah. of the young woman protagonist. So we have Kushana here. We've got the pirate woman in, oh, yeah. in uh, Laputa Castle in the Sky. And then we've got the we've got the uh, was it Eboshi the name Eboshi? of the, yeah. the the woman who's right. head of the foundry town in in Princess Mononoke. Rin mm-hmm. or Lin and Spirited Away. No, or would that be you, Baba? Uh, it's spirited mm. away is a little bit harder to yeah. fit that into. Would that be Yubaba's Yubaba. sister? Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, gonna say it's that. I'm gonna yeah, say it doesn't quite fit. It's a little complicated. Yeah, but she definitely has like her own. You can see the logic of her position. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah, I see where you're coming from. You know. We uh, just came here to talk as we broke one of your windmills. I mean the I think she's ruthless in the way that she pursues her goals. Yeah. And you know, she isn't she's somewhat willing to listen to other people, but you know, her goals are logical to her, right? And yeah. she and her goals I would say are not completely selfish, right? 
Yeah. It's not yeah. pure thirst for power. It's not pure ambition. It's like, I want to do this because I think this is the best thing for the world. Right? Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. Right. And you also, in later minutes, you will see some very, very physical evidence of her past. Yeah. And what she sort of yeah. brings with her and, and her perspective that, yeah. uh, you know, that helps you sort of see like, oh, I, I, I understand why she is the way she is. Yeah. It's weird. You know, in the in the manga, there's, I mentioned that she, she, her story is much more developed, but there's this one really maybe like a turning point for her that's, they go through several battles, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like the Tolmekian Empire is at war with the Dorok Empire. Right. And at the same time that she's dealing with like this intrigue at home, she's trying to fight this war yeah. and she gets into these battles and and in the middle of these battles they also have kind of like this wave of insects coming from oh the uh the forest which we saw in this movie we see pajit use that as a tactic but it's kind of pajit is part yeah. of the dorok empire so it's kind of a tactic mm-hmm. used by the other side but it's kind of this this happens in the middle of a battle and she's kind of swept up in this kind of tidal wave of destruction and it's a very kind of like um Saving Private Ryan kind of scene uh, of total discretion where she's like huddled in the middle of this battle realizing that if she doesn't move, it's her best chance of saving her and her men from these insects. And so oh she's yeah. this wave of discretion, discretion, this like insect, this Ushiabu type mm-hmm. insect lands right in front of her and she's looking at it as like, are you my death? It's a very, oh, God. Kind of, it's a very uh, intense scene. Yeah. And like she goes through, that seems to be like a turning point for her character where she's like, gains kind of like a broader perspective and works for like maybe a less violent resolution of stuff. But yeah, she's a very, as I mentioned, her and Kurta Tower are very interesting characters. Mm-hmm. I noticed when, when she, you know, she lifts her visor, both uh, Nausicaa and Kushana have like orange hair. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Hers is maybe a little bit more orange. Yeah. Yeah. Nausicaa's a little brown. Yeah. yeah hers is definitely. Yeah. More not orange. the same color, but yeah, both kind of, brighter mm-hmm. she's got a little bit would you say blue green eyes yeah eyes look with this animation the eyes always look so great i think yeah like yupa's eyes are great they look very intense oh yeah mm-hmm. eye contact very important <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's nausicaa's uh tactic yeah intense eye contact yeah so we get good clips of kurotoa talking and kushana talking so i look their voice actors up okay as you do. And um, let's see. Weird. Okay. So Kurotoa is voiced by Iemasa Kayumi. And he voices my mother's favorite character and like, favorite villain in the first season of Lupin the Third, Mamou Kyosuke. And he's no great. idea who that is. But he he's a good character. He voice yeah. He voices the puppet master in Ghost in the Shell, nineteen ninety five. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's he voices. He's the Japanese dub voice for Frank Sinatra in some of his films. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And uh, so is he? Like, is he a singer? Can he sing then? Or is I that don't know. I mean, that's a separate guy. Is I it like Manchurian Candidate or? Uh, I can't remember. Suddenly. Yeah, I think that's one of them. Suddenly? Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Where? Nice. Yeah. He's that's a the, weird movie. He voices. He's the Japanese voice for Donald Sutherland in some of his movies. Such as I I didn't write you any don't down. write those down. It was okay. a lot. He's the Japanese dub voice for Christopher Lee, which I think is very appropriate. Oh, oh that's great. Yeah, yeah that he voices Doctor Wilbur Wonka in Tim Burton's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, okay. So Willie's father, yeah. the dentist. 
He voices Count Dracula and Scars of Dracula and the Satanic Rites of Dracula. Okay, those Christopher Lee yeah. movies. And uh, he voices Pastor Goswells and Corpse Bride. Just good, good move, good movie. Nice. He is the he voices Magneto in all of the X Men. Oh, okay. Films and he voices Liet Kynes in Dune, who's played oh. by Max von Sydow. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He oh, nice. He voices Bill in Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Oh, okay. And he's Anton Ego in Ratatouille. Oh, nice. Yeah, like the and food that was uh, that was critic. Peter O'Toole everything in the originally. So yeah, he d- he definitely has kind of like he can do has this gravitas. Yeah, he can probably. do it. Yeah. So Kushana. Kushana. Kushana is voiced by Yoshiko Sakakibara, and she. This was really important to me. She voices Sir Integra in Helsing in 2001, and that's a pretty good Dracula type anime. Okay. It's really intense. She's in a lot of Ghosts in the Shell films. As? She's Yoko Kayabuki in Ghosts in the Shell Standalone Complex Second GIG in 2004 and Ghosts in the Shell Standalone Complex Solid State Society. Okay. She's Haraue in Ghosts in the Shell 2 Innocence in 2004. Oh, Haraue. Haraue. Is that the, like the, the coroner? I, th- I think. She voices the puppet master in Ghost in the Shell 2.0 in 2008. She was the puppet master? Yeah. Or he was the puppet master? Didn't you he, just say? Yeah, he was a puppet master in the original. But she's the puppet master in Ghost in the Shell 2.0. Oh, okay. In 2008. And she voices Shelley Johnson in Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Haraway was the... Uh, yeah, was the the coroner? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know what this is? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And she voices Hippolyta in Wonder Woman of this year. I didn't see that. Oh, movie. cool. But yeah, so. You didn't see Wonder Woman? No. Did you watch Wonder Woman? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't you there. Go? You weren't there? No, you I wasn't there. You didn't take me to see Wonder Woman? You didn't take me to see Wonder Woman. <laughs> kind of horrible father. That's <laughs> 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 That's it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Anything else? Have you talked about the the name Nausicaa? You probably have, right? No, not no, really. Not really. No. I is it? I was just looking up a little bit of research on that. Uh, it's based on a character from the Odyssey. Yeah, Homer's yeah. Odyssey. Yeah. And uh, uh, Miyazaki used the name because he was reading a, a passage of it that described the character as a nature lover. Mm. So kind of like a protector of that. And uh, the other interesting thing I noticed is that the name translates to burner of ships. Hmm. Burn- which is the, interesting. The, the name in Greek? Yes. Translates to burner. Oh, wow. I can't remember, like, do you remember what part of of the Odyssey? Oh, is? I don't know. No? Okay. I just, this is Wikipedia knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he said, uh, I've read that he he was really inspired by like the particular translation like this Japanese translator did mm-hmm. of the Odyssey. And I think it was this particular translation gave mm-hmm. Nausicaa that character, like a lot of the qualities that, that he was enhanced yeah. by that you might not find that like in maybe some other translations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the, yeah, it was a specific one. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, and then that the other, the other inspiration was some, uh, some, Legend. I don't know if it's legendary or historical Japanese uh, noble woman, like in the Heian period or, or something, that was like really fascinated by insects. <laughs> and oh yeah, that's fitting. Yeah, but I, I I was reading like some quotes from him or some interviewers, like he was really fascinated by you know that if if a girl today was really fascinated by insects, that's fine. They could pursue that interest, you know, you know, without any problem. They would be encur- you know probably even encouraged to do that you know, to pursue like a career in science, like 
like Cheryl, yeah. <laughs> our previous guest that we just had on, who's uh, an entomologist. But, you know, back in feudal Japanese society, that was she would have just been, I mean, you were, you'd, you'd be being groomed as a bride yeah, to be married yeah. off and having this interest is just makes you weird and kind of an outcast uh yeah so he would that was one of the he was he was struck by that problem mm-hmm. i guess what mm-hmm. what that uh the situation or, or what kind of challenges that uh, that princess had mm-hmm. all right any other parting words or parting thoughts Marin? uh not nothing about this just uh check out point break minute for some some keanu some patrick swayze some yeah. busey yeah. Lori petty we're having fun over there cool all right i guess that'll do it thanks again for joining us this week you're welcome thanks for having me and see you next time on ghibli minute ghibli minute, ghibli minute. <laughs>